the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Wednesday. Happy final day of September. Sunny the rest of the afternoon and the evening. Clear skies ahead. 72 the high today. 56 the low tonight. Lots of sun tomorrow. Some clouds in the afternoon. High 74. Nice couple of days here. Major League Baseball playoffs going crazy. Bunch of games happening today. Eight different sets of games happening. Started at noon. They run till late tonight. So if you're a baseball fan, put your feet up and watch away. NBA Finals also starting tonight. Game one with Miami and the Lakers tipping off at 9 o'clock. We have a full show today. A couple of special guests. A little later on, if you happen to watch the debate last night, that was not easy to watch. Uh, Chris Stegall, who is the host of our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990 The Answer, conservative news talk station, going to hang with us for a segment or two. Uh, and so we're looking forward to getting his take on things beyond the obvious, which was, you know, what it was, if you happen to tune in, uh, kind of contentious and, uh, you know, and some folks say it's just kind of a waste of everybody's time. It really wasn't very fruitful. Uh, but without, you know, there's more to it than just that, hopefully. Uh, but before that, we have somebody that we're certainly not going to pick any fights with or have any issues with. We're actually looking forward to bringing on here in a second. Uh, his name is Pastor Bob Oliver. And uh, one of the programs that we have, our newest, I think, to the lineup on WFIL, Sunday nights at 7, a program called The Outpouring. And so we're glad to bring Pastor Bob Oliver on to share more about the uh, about the program. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? Wonderful. So good to be with you today. Yeah. Now, we welcome folks to call in the program and be part of it. You know, it's an open kind of a thing. But there's actual purpose behind having you on today because... You're brand new to the radio station with a, a brand new program on the weekends called The Outpouring on Sunday nights at 7. So uh, welcome aboard, first of all. Congratulations on hopping on board the lineup. Thank you so much. It is my distinct honor, and I'm humbled to be a part of the lineup. When did you first think about uh, maybe you know having a radio program? So I spoke with uh, several people over the last couple of years, hmm. and I thought about having to go into the studio added to the activities that I currently have. And I thought, mm, not now, not now. Hmm. And then I got a call from Mary Campbell, who said there was a way to do it without disrupting my schedule. And I've listened to WFIL over the years, and actually friends like uh, Pastor Paul Shepard yeah. are a part of it, uh, people that I know personally. And I thought, you know what, this seems like a good time to give it a shot, and let's see what God is going to do with it. Well, and I ask that question because oftentimes folks will have an idea in their minds, whatever you know, that comes to mind, or maybe God plants a vision, but it takes, takes a while for things to come together. It's not always just <laughs> you think of it and there it is. So we're, we're uh, glad for that backstory. And uh, what, what led up to the things working out then as far as the outpouring? What, did, what process did you go through 
uh, for the program. Again, it's called The Outpouring on Saturday, uh, Sunday nights at 7 on WFIL. Um, what kind of hurdles did you have to clear, or, or, or was it a fairly straight path just getting your ducks in a row? Yeah, I mean, I think part of what caused the convergence of the will of God and the timing and preparation to all to come, all to come together was actually uh, born out of the pandemic, where we were uh, forced to do more live streaming hmm. and to communicate uh, digitally. And we were able to take what we've done in that format and convert it to uh, the radio platform. And so rather than sitting in a studio and standing in a pulpit, they both converged together. And so it created the ideal timing, and it's just going so well so far. Now, that's kind of a um, prophetic uh, (laughs) vision because it's only been two weeks. (laughs) So we'll see. But so far, so good. That's great. We're chatting with Pastor Bob Oliver uh, from New Covenant Church of Philadelphia on Germantown Avenue. Uh, and the program we're chatting about, brand new, is called The Outpouring, 7 o'clock Sunday nights on WFIL. Just started earlier in September. Uh, why did you choose the name The Outpouring? Well, I, I believe that we're in a time and in a season where God is pouring out His Spirit and He's doing a new thing. And I perceive that God is pouring out new wine. And as the church, we have to adapt and put on new wineskins so we can contain the new wine. And so I see an outpouring. And even though there's great uncertainty, there we're dealing with a health crisis, an economic crisis, there's racial unrest. I still believe that the Word of God spoken by the prophet Joel is going to come to pass in our generation. And this is that. Amen. Amen. Pastor Bob Oliver, our guest, uh, what are your your thoughts and plans for the outpouring, the program, as far as, you know, just getting off the ground now? Uh, have you thought and storyboarded down the, the line a little bit or just uh, a general theme behind what what the programs might be like? Well, I'm working with a team uh, at New Covenant, and we're developing as the Spirit of God leads us, uh, what it's going uh, to be, the messages that have been uh, communicated over the past couple of weeks have been carefully selected and messages that we believe are for the time. And so we're going to move according to what the Lord has us to do. And to be honest, I can't tell you what it's going to be, uh, 12 18 months from now, because I really am leaning in. And the outpouring is about perceiving and hearing what God is doing and moving in that direction. And Mm. so I I am very, very confident that the people in the Delaware Valley who experience the outpouring will be blessed because I am persuaded that God has us being a part of the WFIL family for such a time as this. I like it. Good words. Pastor Bob Oliver is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon. New Covenant Church of Philadelphia is where he's from. And the new program we're chatting about Sunday nights at 7. It's called The Outpouring. 
We'll take a quick break and keep our chat going with uh, Pastor Bob. Just a moment in WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 412 on The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, tomorrow, bring your Bible to school day. Main idea for students nationwide that take a specific day to celebrate religious freedom and share God's love with their friends. It's an event designed to empower students to express their belief in God's word and to do so in a respectful way that reflects the love of Christ. Participation is totally voluntary, led by students from kindergarten right through college age. You can grab more information at FocusOnTheFamily.com as Focus on the Family is sponsoring, I think it's the 7th annual Bring Your Bible to School Day happening tomorrow. We continue our conversation with Pastor Bob Oliver from New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, 7500 uh, Germantown Avenue, which is an address that folks have been paying attention and listening to this station for any, any length of time. They, they'll recognize that address, will they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mentor and the person whose feet I've sat under for the last 20, close to 25 years, uh, Bishop C. Milton Graham yeah. and uh, Dr. Uh, Pastor Hyacinth. Bob Graham are the founders, and although uh, Bishop has retired, he's still close. He's still around. Um, he lives on the campus property, hmm. and so I get a chance to uh, continue to benefit from his wisdom. He is a marvelous, exceptional teacher, and his the way he's able to break down the words over the years, uh, being his associate, I've learned so much and I've gleaned so much from him. Mm. And teaching is in the DNA of New Covenant. And so I'm so grateful to God that he brought me here. I originally came to Philadelphia in 1996 for a move uh, with my job. And I was looking for a place to worship. And a person that I worked with at the time had been transferred from St. Louis to New Titusville, New Jersey, where we worked. Yeah. And one day um, she had heard that I was looking for a place. I was going from church to church. She said, I have the place for you. It's a place called New Covenant. It's on 7500 Germantown Ave. Uh, make a long story short, I went, uh, visited three times. I joined the church. That person who had been relocated from St. Louis to New Jersey, joined New Covenant, uh, introduced me to New Covenant, and two months later, they moved her back to St. Louis. Mm. A company doesn't pay that much money to relocate someone for that short period of time. And what I recognize is that her purpose was to lead me to my destiny. And after that, she moved. 20-plus years later, she heard that I was the pastor, and she could not believe it. I don't have time to tell the whole story, but it is the will of God that I'm planted where I am planted. Amen. Well, maybe we can have you on again, Lord willing, as we get the relationship going to have you on sometime to share that story. I I mentioned, uh, and you mentioned Bishop Granham, uh, that name, when I first started, I actually worked at at, uh, WFIL sister station, WZZD 990 at the time was airing a lot of uh, Christian programs. Now, it's a conservative news talk station, but back then, uh, I remember actually airing 
Bishop Granham on, uh, I think it was Sunday evenings as well for many years, right? So it, 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 like you said, there's a teaching tradition there for sure. And the fact that you have been able to be alongside him for over two decades, really, you know, that should excite folks as they tune into the outpouring on Sunday nights at seven, that uh, you've had that, that opportunity as, as part of the backdrop for the program. So Yes, yes. And Bishop did Wisdom from the Word. Yes. That's uh, right. Was his uh, broadcast. Yeah. I think there was I a pause. Well. And I think there was a pause in there. I think you got Wisdom from the Word. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That sounds like him. Yeah. Share for a second, if you would, uh, just uh, your test. How did God get a hold of you in the first place? Did you grow up in a Christian home or? I did. I did. I okay. grew up in a Christian home every Sunday, like it or not. We were going to put on a Sunday best and go to church. Okay. Uh, my mother and father in my early life were both involved, but then my father fell away, and my mother and my grandmother mm-hmm. were like my lowest and my units uh, mm-hmm. in my life. And I, you know, was in the church, but quite frankly, the church wasn't in me. And when I was 20-something, I, I grew up in Patterson, New Jersey, I uh, went to high school. Um, I don't know if you know the movie Lean on Me. Yeah. But the the high school that that movie was based on is where I went to high school. Oh, wow. And so uh, some friends of mine uh, got together with me. We pulled our resources and we said, you know what, we're going to we're going to buy some businesses, be entrepreneurial and retire early. That was my plan, it wasn't God's plan. Hmm. And so we one of the businesses we had was a cash business. Uh, it was a laundromat, and it was on in Patterson. It's on the intersection of Park Avenue and Ellison Street. And one day, I was uh, taking the coins, um, about to go put them in the bank, and then go to my day job. And for some reason, I was compelled to stop and just to stand there. And I didn't know why, but I just felt compelled, and I stopped. And there was a gentleman who was near to me, but he didn't speak. He was just there. I could sense him hovering. And then he said, you know, Jesus is coming back. That's all he said. Jesus is coming back. And every emotion within me gushed out. I began to weep uncontrollably. And although I had been in church all my life, I had heard some great preaching. I had been baptized. This was different. And so I went in, back in the laundromat, called my mother, and I said, please call Pastor Parsons. It was my pastor at the time. I need to meet him at the church. I need to go to the altar. And she was so excited. She Mm -hmm. couldn't reach him. She called me back, and I could hear in her voice her dismay because we couldn't reach him. And I said to her, you don't have to worry. This time is for real. Mm -hmm. There's no turning back. And from that day, this. I've been walking with him. Amen. Pastor Bob Oliver, our guest, he's host of the new program called The Outpouring. You can catch it Sunday nights at 7 on WFIL, based in uh, New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, 7500 Germantown Avenue. We'll keep our chat going with him in just a couple of seconds. Also, we have Chris Stigall from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990. The Answer going to be joining us for a little bit to chat about last night's uh, debate and um, related topics. That and more coming up on Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in today on AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, 
and WFIL.com. It's 423 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Pastor Bob Oliver is our guest from New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, 7500 Germantown Avenue. The program he is hosting that's brand new to the WFIL lineup is called The Outpouring. You can catch it Sunday nights at 7, just started earlier this month. And uh, as we wrap up September and head into October, it's Pastor Appreciation Month. I just thought, as long as we're chatting, I'd pick your brain on this. A, how you became a pastor, kind of talked about that a bit, your journey through the church at New Covenant, uh, but maybe a little bit more uh, info on the, the pastor part. And also just related to that, the challenges and or rewards uh, you know, of being a pastor, well, you know, you can speak to in maybe in that order. So the past, uh, when I came to New Covenant, I, I had never been a part of a ministry that large. I've been accustomed to small uh, ministries where there's, you know, a couple of families. Um, and, and many times my family was the dominant family. So my cousins and uncles and aunts, my grandmother, et cetera, my parents. Uh, and then I came here, introduced uh, by a colleague, and we were at the time the built the church was just being built. It was finishing touches, so we were on the lawn, uh, which Bishop uh, Granham called the Cathedral under the Oaks. Mm-hmm. And after a few weeks in the hot summer out there, we moved into the building. And I re- I remember sitting up in the balcony. I didn't know anyone uh, sitting up in the balcony, and everyone stood and lifted their hands. I was so intimidated. And for, I'm going to say, three years, I was in the midst of thousands and lonely. I didn't know anyone. And then finally, one day, I moved from the balcony to the back downstairs. My family would come in, uh, sit by the door. When it was over, we would walk out. And in those days, there were two services, and both were packed. And one day, uh, a brother turned around and said, hey, we have a men's fellowship on Saturday. Would you like to come? He asked me like three, four times. I finally came uh, at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. And I went in, and people started to get to know me, and I started to develop relationships. And then they saw that I had experience in the Word. And one of the people, after a few years, one of the people who would, who would come regularly was the uh, director of ministry. And he told Bishop Granham about I had never met Bishop. Never. And uh, I then meet Bishop. And Bishop, uh, anyone who knows him won't be surprised that one day he said, we're having a leadership meeting on Saturday, and I'd like you to teach. And so um, that Saturday I taught and got a rousing response, and he said, I want you to be a part of the ministry. We're about to take a trip. I want you to come. And so just like that, I was traveling with the ministry team. I had no title. I had nothing uh, except the Spirit of God in me. And then over time, uh, one Sunday I came to church, and he called me up and said, I want you to sit up here on the pulpit. I was like, oh, wow. So I come from the back where I sat all the way up, all eyes on me, and I sit down in the pulpit. And then the next week, I go back to my seat. He called me again. He said, do you understand? From, from now on, this is where you're going to be. And <laughs> over time, I went from, you know, a lay person to a minister to an associate pastor. And for the last dozen years, I've been one of his 
associate pastors. Wow. Wow, that's a great story. It, 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 and as you're telling it, there's a couple things that come to mind. One is, so you really weren't at all, you know, I'm going to seminary, I'm going to do this, I'm going to look for a church that can support me and I can support it. And like It wasn't a, a thing you were going after, per se. It's just that God brought it to you. And, uh, and then, but even way before that, um, the, the, um, the fact that you were in a church for a few years, it sounds like before you kind of had much opportunity to interact, right? Or uh, I'm just speaking to the fact that touch points for people who are listening, number one, to, to reach out and, and make a, make a friend on a Sunday morning or whenever people get together to, to reach out and, and don't, don't just go to your favorite spot. Like it's a season ticket and we're in row three on the fourth seat. <laughs> right. And, and right. so do that uh, because that all, and also because of the persistence of that person who invited you to the small group several times, they didn't just try once and let it be, but they came after you in a good way. And then the opportunity for Bishop Granham to um, give that to you, you know, where he's, it sounds like he was also, it's an act of faith of way, like obedience. Like I'm going to, I'm going to invite you in. Um, and I'm not going to worry. Do you have this degree? Do you have this or that? Or I don't know. I don't know. It just, there's a lot of good stuff there about um, as part of that, that trajectory for you. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. And I did go to seminary, okay. but not prior to those things. Uh, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't about any of that. It was the recommendation of a person. The first person had me go to the men's fellowship. Then there was a person at the men's fellowship who recommended me to Bishop Granham. Hmm. Then I got exposed to Bishop Granham. And then the connection um, by the grace of God occurred for me. But I never pursued it. I never sought it. I was intimidated by the size uh, of the fellowship because I had never been a part of anything like that. Hmm. And so it was it was my uh Arabia experience. When Paul was converted, he went to Arabia for three years and he was taught by the Holy Ghost. And that was my experience. And in that, um God gave me favor with Bishop and Pastor Hyacinth. And when they were when they were ready uh to move to the next season in their life, uh they called my wife and I over to their home. And uh, again, I was even though I was his associate for 12 years, I didn't, I didn't perceive this. It wasn't something, you know. I had to prayerfully say, if this is the Lord's doing, He will make it all right. And your second question was some of the rewards and challenges. Yeah. Um, pastoring in a pandemic is not something that you could learn at any seminary. There's no manual for it. You've got to be adaptable. You have to trust God, and you have to know that the work of the ministry must continue. And we are a church that is compassionate. The heart of the people of New Covenant uh, is like gold. And for that reason, it, it's not grievous, um, but it, it, the challenge is when people have been shut in for so long, uh, there, there are people who are lonely, who are isolated, who are depressed. And so you've got to minister uh, to those needs. And around us, there's rising food insecurity. There are people who live in food deserts. And so meeting those needs allow for fellowship in a way that we can do it responsibly, safe, and social distance. But we're still doing the work of the ministry, and we're advancing the kingdom of God. And so there are 
things that are obviously uh, challenging in good times and in a pandemic, but the uncertainty that comes in a pandemic causes you to reach down in your well of faith so that you have something to impart uh, to people. It's not like the pandemic doesn't impact pastors, but that's why you've got to lean in to, to God and make certain that you are constantly a vessel that's being filled with the Spirit, because it requires you in a time like this to be poured out. Great words, great words. It's great to make your acquaintance and, and you're close by. Maybe when things settle down a little bit, you can swing by and hang out for a while in the studio too. That'd be, it'd be a nice follow-up down the road. So, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Well, Pastor Bob, it's a privilege talking to you. The program folks is tuning in. Pastor Bob Oliver from New Covenant Church of Philadelphia, 7500 Germantown Avenue. You can check out the new program called The Outpouring, Sunday nights at 7 on WFIL. And um, is there a, just a quick uh, reference from a website standpoint, or folks want to maybe listen to the first couple of programs that have happened already, or what's the best way to kind of find out more info about the church and the ministry of, of the radio show? Go to www.nccop.church. Okay. And... And the website is barely intuitive to navigate. Okay. Five letters, NCC as a New Covenant Church, OP of Philadelphia, dot? Dot church. Church. Oh, dot church. Okay. Very good. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. And thanks for carving out some time in the middle of all the other things you're working on to hang out with us today. God bless you. So, uh, so appreciative uh, that you thought it not robbery to have me. (laughs) God bless you until we meet again. Amen. Pastor Bob Oliver, New Covenant Church, Philadelphia. It's 432 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Glad to have the opportunity to have Pastor Bob on the outpouring as the program, 7 o'clock Sunday nights. Check that out. Uh, WFAL forecast, sunshine the rest of the afternoon, 72 the high, clear and low of 56 tonight. Lots of sun tomorrow with some clouds in the afternoon, high 74. A lot of baseball going on today. Eight different playoff games. They start at noon and they run till after midnight tonight. Also tonight, the NBA Finals Game 1, Miami at the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. This guy is hard to miss. Not, not that he, he's a big guy, but that's not what I'm referring to. Hey, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. I'm referring to the fact that pretty much every radio station in the country now has this guy on their airways at some point. <laughs> Chris DeGaulle. It's really kind of silly, actually. From our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. Also has the privilege, just a fun thing, you're on uh, in Kansas City, your hometown now. Yeah, that's a weird That's a weird new development. I just started a new radio show there in Kansas City, back on the station that I started in before I came here to Philadelphia. Wow. And uh, they were they were interested in me doing a little late morning show for a couple of hours, and I said sure. After I do the show here on Philadelphia's AM nine ninety, the answer, and uh, I got the little podcast. So that's about six quality hours of broadcasting a day, Tim DeMoss. <laughs> ChrisDeGaulle.com is where you get the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, and just to be fairly honest, I had texted Chris yesterday. Before the debate last night, I'm and so said, sorry, Chris. Could you hop on like for five minutes? Just yeah. give a quick. What are we looking for tonight? What are you thinking? And like you know, hours later, I get a text back. I'm really sorry. I was sleeping. I did sleep out like a lot light. But now you know why. Because he's on every radio station around, <laughs> or podcasting. And the other, but there's always room for more. So sure. if you happen to, as it's a like listener, Jello. yeah. If you 
if you own a radio station, not in this market, but if you own one, let's say in Denver or perhaps Florida, <laughs> and you're missing like a day part, Chris actually has some extra hours. Like if I, I, it's the le- you know, like volunteer firefighters are really important and critical to their community. I'm like that, only a talk show host. Like I'm the I'm the least critical or important. But willing to just jump in and fill airtime. Well, if you need me. And hence your appearance today. <laughs> I'm really, honest to goodness, I am. I'm like some sort of relief pitcher or something called up out of the bullpen Think to about talk. It. You were on Philadelphia's AM 990, the answer this morning. <laughs> yes. Six to nine. You're on Kansas City KCMO, is that's, it? That's it. Yep. From 11 to 1 Eastern today. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And now between four and five, you're on WFIL in Philadelphia. It's three radio stations in one day. Yes. Holy I, cow, Batman. Then a couple of podcasts to boot. Whew. So, yeah. Well, all I want to really do is pull you in here for a second. Uh, By the way, the irony. Yes. When I get home, I I speak to no one. <laughs> my wife, my my wife and I just nod to one another now. <laughs> How about your kids? They're happy about it. They, look, if there's anybody that wins, it's that dad is so spent. By the time he gets home, I've just resigned to everything. <laughs> they get their way. Well, last night I'm watching the debate with my family, wincing. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, besides the obvious, uh, do you have any major? thoughts about what you witnessed last night well uh, just that nobody's mind was changed uh i i find it silly that anybody would suggest that you walk away from that debate and call somebody a winner or a loser there there really wasn't a winner or a loser uh if you liked your guy you didn't come away disliking your guy yeah and if you didn't like a guy you didn't come away liking him all of a sudden you you they are entrenched where they are. Their supporters are entrenched where they are. And nobody's moving off of that. The one thing that I think is kind of undeniable, and I think both sides can agree on, Chris Wallace and the need for moderators generally, I'm tired of that role, and I would like to do away with the debate moderator. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means formatically. I don't know if you put them in soundproof booths <laughs> like want, a game show. You want an automated strike zone. We got to get rid of moderators because <laughs> enough of that. Enough of Chris Wallace. I don't care what Chris Wallace thinks. I don't need to hear him arguing like he's a third candidate. I'll crush I, the call. I just, <laughs> yeah, just, just go away. <laughs> just go away and let the two guys have it out. Well, they kind of were, and it was kind of, you know, I was actually, our girls were watching, uh, teenagers, uh, and, um, couple of them and i i was actually more for their sake i'm like i don't want you to watch this and think this is what grown-ups do yeah and or whatever you know that don't lose hope so we actually talked afterwards um i said you know not this is not an excuse one way or the other but none of us really know what it's like to be the president of the the united states theoretically the most powerful position in the entire world and in joe biden's case vice president for eight years was he Right. So to, I mean, to be in those circles, uh, the pressures you have, I think I have a busy day and I get home from work late. <laughs> but to, to be able to think on your feet and have answers to all these different questions uh, and, and to actually have answers that make sense, I, you know, mathematically, I don't, without a great team of people around you to also keep you up, up on things, I think it'd be very, very difficult to do. So anyway. Yeah. yeah and, I, you know, the thing about Trump particularly is and people say, oh, he was so aggressive and he, he argued every point. He didn't let Biden talk. That's after three and a half years of putting himself in a position where if you've watched these press conferences, like the coronavirus task force briefings, for instance. Yeah. How many of, the, of these have we watched him go down to the White House briefing room and stand there and do an hour, hour and a half of 
press people shouting at him and then him answering them right. That's how he's communicated with adversarial relationships for three plus years. Mm-hmm. Bark, 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 bark. So that's his training. And so when he goes into an arena where Wallace starts to bark and then Biden starts to, he barks. And he he wasn't quite that aggressive with Hillary Clinton in 2016. Right. Uh, but he's he's learned now that everything that comes at him has got to be an instant fight. And some people stylistically think that's important and you need to do that. Some people say, oh, I wish he'd just wait. Wait his turn. Yeah. Let Biden do a paragraph and a half of attacks and then you jump in and answer them all. It's just not not Trump's style. Yeah, it happened a couple of times, but not often. Yeah, and it was kind of like, man, you know, you could still there's a there's a and then for folks that tune in, Chris DeGaulle is hanging out with us for a few minutes. He's the uh, morning host on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM nine ninety. The answer you can catch him six to nine weekdays. Um, I know every now and again, just bringing this in uh, on Facebook, you'll post uh, an open Bible uh, to something you're reading. Um, often in the book of Proverbs, right? A lot it, of times, yeah. yes. Yeah, and, and you have a little comment about something you've been thinking about. Um, something came to mind last night as as the debate was unfolding. Proverbs twenty five fifteen says, Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Ooh. And it's especially the second part of that, thinking, you know, sometimes you could make a point softly, less words, wait your turn, Mic drop, almost. If you're accurate with what you're saying, this is where the the part about I think there was one time the entire time where Trump had a couple of minutes talking about the wildfires and uh, in California and at some point with forest management and you know whatever he was talking about. But for a couple of minutes, he made some answers that kind of made some sense, like you're trying to balance or was balancing uh, electric and green versus the energy savings, and like it made some sense. Like okay, there's power behind a good answer said. Respectfully and clearly, you know, so so do more of that, <laughs> right? If possible, and right? and to be clear, there were times that I think Donald Trump made very succinct points that were not allowed to stand, like name a law enforcement agency that endorses you, Mister Biden, and he pressed on that, and Biden couldn't, and Wallace quickly ran away from it, and it's like, well, no, that's a that's a really substantive and important moment. Uh, or when Joe Biden said Antifa is not a group, it's an idea. Well, that's a provably false lie. It, it, you know, an yeah. idea is not burning storefronts and, and beating the heck out of people in the streets. I mean, it, there, there were moments that I, you know, Biden just was not taken to task. And so I, I know, you know, Trump's the president. And so that comes with it its own unique set of scrutiny yeah. and, and criticisms. And people say, oh, I wish he'd act more presidential or what have you. But I think the thing that I've been saying today about that debate is you can criticize Trump and I won't defend Trump and uh, fine. He is who he is. But to suggest that that was a stellar performance by Joe Biden is just foolish. And I, I won't yeah. entertain it. It was a if, if you want to call them both terrible, fine. But <laughs> Biden didn't have a good night. Well, and, and I'm and I'm thinking next week it's uh, Pence, right? Well, Pence that, and that. Kamala Harris. So, listen, yeah, radio guy. <laughs> you know, Mike Pence was a former talk show host. I didn't know that. Mike Pence was a longtime radio talk show host in Indiana. Mike Pence is a skillful, thoughtful, Christian debater. Yeah. And that is not going to be – he will not conduct himself the way those guys conducted themselves last night. I can't speak for Senator Harris, but I actually think next week is going to be the most substantive debate we'll see in this cycle. 
Yeah. I'm actually really excited about it. I'm a huge Mike Pence fan. I think it's going to be a really, it's going to be a fun night to watch. Is it Wednesday, the 7th of October? October 7th. Is that a Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty sure that's a Wednesday. Chris DeGaulle's our guest. He's morning host on our sister station, Philadelphia's uh, AM 990, The Answer, 6 to 9 weekdays. We have a quick break we'll take. We'll keep our chat going with Chris here in just a second. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Tour 46 in the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Our guest, uh, uh, second of the hour, is Krista Gall. He is the morning host on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990. The answer, 6 to 9 each weekday. And um, we're talking before the break that next, I guess, Wednesday, October 7th, is uh, the uh, Mike Pence and Kamala Harris, uh, you know, debate, and then are, the, are uh, Trump and Biden supposed to have one more or two, two more. more? Two more, Suppo- so, supposedly. And I mean, there's a t- you know, there's talk that some some say Biden shouldn't even legitimize Trump by showing up again and doing another one. But Biden you know, said today that he is going to do two more. I saw. So you would think that both camps are going to probably coach him back and, and say, all right, you know, dial it back some. But even then, I had some people. This probably never happened. But I, you know, how do you how do you let one guy talk instead of at least during the two minutes where they're supposed to have talk? And people, you know, I had this in my head, and I'm scrolling for Facebook last night, and you know, every tenth or fifteenth post, someone's saying, make it so their mics can't talk when it's the other person's guy. Right. So I mean, you'd like to think that you didn't have to do that, but it's not like I don't know. That's the worst idea in the world. So we can actually hear what they have to say and let it stand or fail on its own. Merit. There, there used to be, you know, a more Lincoln Douglas style debate where you didn't. There was no such thing as a moderator. I mean, you you make the points and you let them. I, I don't know. Like, hmm. if, if it's going to devolve into something like that, then I just say let them. I just let them. I guess I don't know quite how you <laughs> rein it in, but I don't. Chris Wallace didn't help matters. I mean, what what was Wallace's function exactly last night? Except to just be sort of an agitator. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I wouldn't so, want to be in that position. I can just tell you that much. No, but it's um, when you have to shut someone down or you know transition from one subject to the next when somebody else is about to make a point. I, I, I don't find you useful at all. I find I went to bed agitated. Maybe at the whole thing, but mostly at Chris Wallace. He was sort of the one that bothered me the most. Well, and last thing for you, just looking ahead yeah. uh, into the next days and weeks. I know you had this uh, Battleground 2020 coverage deal going on on, uh, on on Philadelphia's AM 990. The answer each weekday. Any any guests you can drop, name drop, or a hint at? You know, the thing about this cycle and the thing about being in Pennsylvania, uh, in Battleground 2020 as we are, the – the Biden people have made their headquarters Philadelphia, as you know. He lives in Wilmington. The The Trump people believe they can win Pennsylvania again. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. owns land in Pennsylvania. Uh, they're Wharton School grads, both he and the president. So they're, they're coming through here all the time. They love Pennsylvania. They're intimately familiar with Pennsylvania. They're making a hard play for Pennsylvania. So with regularity and often with little notice – out of the sky, particularly in October, <laughs> we will get all of a sudden we'll get a call. Hey, the vice president can do 10 minutes with you. We literally will never know. Yeah. And we'll get a, a quick call. Sometimes they'll say you can't promote it. You can't talk about it, but he'll do 10 minutes quickly. So, yeah, uh, I would just say this will be a bit of a bucking Bronco on AM 990. The answer for the month of October. <laughs> you don't know who will pop up, but I can promise there will be 
all the principals involved in the Trump campaign will undoubtedly stop, maybe even the president, before uh, Election well, Day. And you know what you bring up? As we, just you brought up a good point there. At the very end, for folks just tuning in, Chris DeGaulle hanging out with us. who does the morning show on her sister station, uh, 990, uh, 990 on the dial. Um, because people are hearing different ads. You know, this we're less, quote-unquote, political on WFIL. You know, WNTP, where you're doing your thing, is, is clearly much more on the conservative side and, and generally speaking very much on the Republican side of things. Right. Uh, WFIL, you know, it's interesting to, to guess at what each of the listeners feels. Uh, so I have my thoughts on that. But I, I generally don't get into all that too much. Uh, but You're that, better for it, as well, I've said before. <laughs> but you're better for it. that said, people will hear ads for Joe Biden, for example. Sure. And uh, we've had people say, what are you doing that for? Or um, – and even converse, they've got to be careful. But generally speaking, they, we have to legally, and we, we run a disclaimer that says we legally have to run yes. ads. If I were to have, or if you were to have President Trump call on, which you have had, yes. if Joe Biden called, you would have to have him on. That's correct. You can't say, no, 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 I'm not talking to you, I'm not interested. That's exactly right. Yes, we would have to have Joe Biden on if Joe Biden people called and said, you had President Trump on for 10 minutes? then we're entitled to be on for 10 minutes. Federal election law demands that all federal candidates, if they want to place ad time on your radio station, you must allow it. You must accept their money and run it. And if you host any federal candidate, you must then equally give uh, that other candidate that opposes that candidate time if they request it. Yeah. And it makes some sense. It's just just that people don't misunderstand because they may think the station is endorsing endorsing something. It's like, no. Yeah, and I always I always like to remind people when they hear an ad on a station and they don't like the ad, I always say, yeah, but the money spends the same way. <laughs> right. So True. We're, we're in the business of commercial radio first and foremost to make money. Yeah. We exist to make money. And so I, I'm happy to cash the check of any Democrat that wants to support the show. <laughs> and then That's use the it way the way it. you would yes. like to use it. Yeah, right. And then indoctrinate, indoctrinate my children against them. Yes, yeah. I'm kidding. Did your, did, your, did your kids watch with you last night? Uh, my sons did. Yeah. My daughter has no interest in it whatsoever, but my two teenage sons did. What and, was their take? Uh, they didn't like it. It was funny. My wife, who's a, I mean, just, you know, to be clear, uh, my family, not by my own not by my preaching, yeah. but my family, they're largely Trump supporters. And uh, all of them, everybody just came away feeling sort of dissatisfied. Even the yeah. teenagers, they were just like, oh, that stunk. And it did stink. I mean, I'd say Biden, you know, Biden said a bunch of stuff and was never pressed. Trump interrupted Biden. Wallace interrupted Trump. It was just a lot of sh- – it was old guys shouting. Yeah, It's like if, you know, we wanted to watch that, they could just – Play a tape of dad around the house. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully the, the, the <laughs> things will, will uh, elevate in the next couple and, and certainly next week with uh, Mike Pence and yeah. Kamala Harris. Is, hopefully that will be a little more informative in some ways. So. I tell you, and I, I will say this. I'm so glad to know you and have WFIL in our building because in my mind at this time in history, my faith and my walk with Christ is, is maybe the only thing that keeps me from just calling it a day. Mm. And I, 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 I lean so hard on him right now to take me out of this cesspool and remember what is important. And I, yeah. I don't always do it well, Tim, but I, I'm grateful that you're here and this programming is here because it's so much more important. Uh, our walk, our daily walk with Christ is so much more important than this food fight it, because it's so, that's the truth and it's everlasting and it's, it's what will sustain us, not this mess that we're in at the moment. Chris, you couldn't have said it better. Uh, when we sat around afterwards, the girls started to go to bed and I, I called them back downstairs. I said, let's just process for a couple minutes together. Yes. So we did. We actually prayed. I, I said, God's on his throne. 
Yes. God didn't um, lose his footing, didn't start to slip off his throne. He didn't look at the debate last night and go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Wait, right. hold on right. a second. I don't like the way this is going. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-oh, I'm really – uh-oh, <laughs> stuff's bad now. I better do something. So – but but because literally last night, I know there were times where, um, you know, those in the room, our family, a couple of folks were especially um, – not shaken, but just kind of like, no. And then there was yeah. a lot of that response on, you know, fa- friends on my Facebook on both sides of the proverbial aisle. So the reminder of what you just said is so true. God was on his throne 24 hours ago. He's gonna. He's on it now. And there's he, comfort in knowing he knows exactly where it's going. Right, right, right. And that he's in charge. Of whoever's elected, and yes. all God's it really is in charge. You have to hone in on what's true. Yes, because that's what God's God's truth is. It doesn't shift nope. at all. Nope. So, and it's a reminder to pray for our leaders. I told I told uh, my my girls that last night. Amen. Uh, I'm reminded reminded to pray. Even the Lord says, "Pray, love your enemies." And uh, if I say I pray for our president, vice president, I pray for our governors, yes. for wisdom beyond themselves. Even if they don't, you know, they're not acting in a way, they're governing in a way or leading in a way that I want. Yes. Pray for something above them. They may not even be asking God for wisdom, but God, give it to them anyway. Help them. Because if I was in office, leading a state, a country, even a town, <laughs> I'd need it. Yeah. Well, get some rest. I'm off. If you can. Oh, I I will. Off like sweaty socks. I could sleep here right now. In fact... (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) We'll be back in just a moment to Tim DeMar's show and Chris DeGall snore on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMar show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 457 on the Tim DeMoss Show. As we wrap up the program today, grateful to have had uh, Pastor Bob Oliver from the new program, The Outpouring, Sundays at 7 on WFIL, Chris DeGaulle from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, and the one and only Danny is in studio here. Hi, Danny. Hello. All right, so in the final minute we have a special announcement. You're leaving the program. I am. You're going on to bigger and better things. What are you doing? I am going to be a producer for the Megan Kelly show. The Megan Kelly. The Megan Kelly. What's her deal? She's starting a podcast or a company or what's she yeah, doing? Yeah, both. <laughs> okay. She started her production company and she's starting a podcast and I'm going to be a producer for her podcast. Wow. So we still have you for another week or so. Yep. Exactly one week. But you're in today to kind of button up some things and produce the program in studio one final time. Yep. How'd you feel? Good. Good? I'm, I'm rusty. You did a good job today. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I appreciate it. We'll miss you. We're grateful for all your hard work. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. And we'll stay in touch, I'm sure. Of course. All right. That's Danny. We're glad to have her on board and wish her well. What's Megan Kelly got that I don't got? Never mind. And um, uh, yeah, Jim Maxim, Acts 413 <laughs> Ministries. He's going to be leading in prayer next. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Look forward to doing this again tomorrow on the Tim DeMoss Show. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.